You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, uh, if it's okay with everyone, we're going to talk about assertiveness. I just want to make sure it's okay, though. (laughs) and how it can make you happier and more confident. And as usual, I'm giving away a bunch of free stuff, so stay tuned. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What is going on, people? It is David Wright, the Motor City Hypnotist. We are back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist podcast. Yay! Glad to have you with us. Those of you watching live on Facebook, thanks for tuning in. Uh, If you are live on Facebook, you can give a shout out and we'll uh, we'll say, hey, look, who's there? (laughs) (laughs) Those of you listening to the audio later, thank you for that as well. Let me tell you, oh, well, first of all, we're in the podcast Detroit, Northville Studios. You know... Being here a day after a holiday yeah. is always interesting. Well, I was kind of thrown off anyway because it felt like a weekend yesterday, okay. and then I, I actually went back to the office today because I still had work to do. Mm. And I'm like, oh, this feels weird. And then yeah. I'm off again tomorrow. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of thrown <laughs> off. But but here we are. We, we yeah. didn't miss this. We're no. on our usual time tonight yes. for those of you listening live. So thank you. Matt Fox is with me as usual. Yep. I'm yeah, here. I made, I made it. I, I did you, make it. So. You did. You did. I thought you, we might have to pull you away from some turkey and stuffing, but <laughs> my wife actually sent me a text and she says, <laughs> "Did you make it there okay?" And I said, "I made it with a question mark." And she's like, "Why is that a question?" <laughs> <laughs> what you weren't sure yet? I wasn't. I'm like, "What?" I was, my fat thumbs. It was all me. <laughs> what in blazes are you talking about? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Let me tell you where you can find me. My website is MotorCityHypnotist.com. On the website, you can find my podcast page along with a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, I, I mentioned that I'm, I'm, I revamped the site. It has not went live yet. I'm still working on a couple little bugs, but that should be up shortly. We'll have all the same stuff, just a, just a little newer look. So yeah, I'll let you know when that goes live. You guys can check that out. Yes, please. You can find me on social media, Facebook and YouTube, Motor City Hypnotist, and on Twitter and Instagram, both are Motor City Hypno. And also, I'm on Patreon. Patreon is a creator site for those of you who wanted to contribute financially to the show. You would be able to. And it's a minimal contribution. It's nothing, you know, nothing's going to break your bank, you know, unless $2 might break your bank. But if so, that's cool. I mean, for those of you who are interested, take a look and you can get kind of cool stuff like a coffee mug just like this one. Yep. Uh, I don't have my T-shirt on because I only have one of those and it has to be washed after at least four or five wears, but... But yeah, there's stuff there for you, including stuff like T-shirts, mugs, um, early access to shows. Uh, you get access, honestly, probably the Monday after they're recorded. Uh, those go up before they go out to the podcast world. Mm-hmm. So you can get the early access to those. And if you want to plug something or get a shout out, that's available also. And on every show, we're giving away a free hypnosis guide. And I still do have the other couple of giveaways that we've been 
talking about, as soon as I get to my last page of my notes here, which is where that's at, Mm. the Hypnosis for Confidence MP3. And also, as I mentioned last episode, uh, if you want to join my private Facebook group, Empower Your Mind for Success, uh, take a look there. It's connected with um, on, on my Facebook for Motor City Hypnotist. And it's just a, it's a private site just for focusing on things that you can do to ensure your success, whether that's personal, professional, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Take a look there. And uh, would love to have you there as well. And and that f- site or that page specifically is going to be focusing on a course that I'm building out. And I, and I will give you more information as that goes along. All right. All right. Click a cover. To, oh, and wherever you're listening, please subscribe to the show and leave a review. Both of those things would help me out tremendously. It gives me more visibility and helps me get out to more people, mm-hmm. which is what we want. That's that's the name of the game. Isn't it, it is. Yeah. Really just uh, it's it's I mean the podcasting and for those of you who who are listening to podcasts you probably know this. It's it's just exploded in the last 5 years. Yeah. It's really become um, more prevalent. It, but but it's a great avenue for people to get their work, get their message out mm-hmm. and have people find them. But sometimes you get lost in that sea of things that it's like anything else. You know, you have 200 channels at home yeah. and you probably only watch 10 of them regularly. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to break my heart if lifetime went away. <laughs> uh, wow. You hit a nerve. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's okay. I, I'm just saying if I had to give one up, you know, yeah, I could, I could probably give up Bravo or, you know, although those of you out there like it, don't, don't take my word. I'm sure you might get rid of, rid of ESPN or you know, right, right, AMC right, right. or something, but there are certain channels that I just, I can't pay attention to. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, it's just not, it's not my thing. And I understand it is things for other people, but one thing I wish they would do is I wish they would let you pick what you want and just pay by channel, pay by channel. Yes. That's what the kind of streaming services have done. They have taken out cable. And the, all. Yes. And, and you, although with the streaming services, you get a lot of stuff there mm-hmm. because I mean, honestly, um, between Netflix, Hulu, <clears throat> Amazon Prime, CBS Streaming, yep. Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm missing a few in there, but if you if there's a specific show you want, you have to f- to subscribe to each of these. Right. Um, uh, Mandalorian, for example. Yeah. I mean, you have to go CBS Streaming or uh, Disney Plus. Yeah, you have to you have to have. Now, I did find a little shortcut for that though. If you have Amazon Prime, you can watch it through there, but you still have to pay the subscription for it. Correct. But there are a lot of less issues with. Uh, it's stalling mm-hmm. and, and, and hesitating or a delay. Yeah. Not today. Today was terrible for a Disney plus. Oh, because, I'm sure because, because everybody's, of the new, because everybody's of the new Mandalorian. Yeah. And the Mandalorian came out because yep. of the a specific character coming back into play into yes. the uh, universe. Yep. Uh, yeah. They, my, my television was like, yeah, it's not working for uh, you. Man. <laughs> they I, were really back. This, this weekend has been and, and, even on, I, 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 even my Netflix stalled out a couple of times yeah, last I night. I'm like, Oh, come on. You kidding me? Because everybody's home. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. 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 Nice shirt, by the way. Oh, thank you. Doors fan from yeah. way back when. Yeah. 60s, so uh, mid 60s to early 70s. Yeah. They were yeah. uh, just um, Morrison died in 72, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. 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 One, yeah. Of, my, one of my favorite songs by them, though. Mm-hmm. Peace Frog. Oh, mine too. Off Morrison Hotel. Yeah, I can. Yes. And I blame Jamie for that because he's the one that. Oh no, that just rocked that song. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. And the guitar riff on that is yeah. just fantastic. Yes. Good, good call on that one. That, that is, that's one of my favorites. 
a little more obscure than the other ones, yeah. but if you've heard it, you know it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. He's Frog for sure. <laughs> well, speaking of great things. Let's do it. Our winner of the week. That's how winning is done. All right. So, so those of you who've been with us from, from any time back, you know, sometimes we'll revisit a winner of the week because something gets added to the story. I think we did that last episode. We did. We did that with, um, um, David Grohl. Yes. Dave Grohl. And, um, oh, I forgot her name. The, yeah. the drummer girl. Yes. I can't 10 year old. Yeah. I wish I could remember. Of course, I don't name. have that, those notes in front of me. That's okay though. All right. So this was, this could have been not that long ago, six, seven episodes, maybe. Hmm. We talked about a girl who who's their their family's house burned down and she lost her baseball card collection. Yes, I do remember this. Yes. And in the fire department, the area fire department, one of the uh people there, um they gave the, he gave his collection to the fire department to give to her. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like a transaction between them. And he gave his uh 25,000 cards to her. Right. His collection to her. Which is amazing. Since then. Oh no. So the story starts, uh, it's been two months since Reese Osterberg's house burned to the ground. Mm-hmm. So, and then we told the story that long story short, she lost her baseball card collection. This guy donated his cards of 25,000 cards. So since then, Tops, the leading baseball card maker in the country, heard the story and sent quite the care package. Really? 14 boxes totaling 526 pounds arrived at the Shaver Lake Cal fire station, which had started the baseball card drive. And that's where the donations were arriving. So uh, 526 pounds of cards arrived at the fire station for this girl Reese. Damn. Yeah. And it's a fairly long story. I'll have the link in the show notes if you want to read the whole thing, but, but it, it tops came in, sent all of these cards so once the baseball card drive became bigger than Reese, Grayson and Emmett, those are her siblings. Okay. A plan B quickly emerged. Even though even if they wanted to keep them all, they didn't have room for all the, these baseball cards. The Osterbergs are living in a 1000 square foot family cabin until their house is rebuilt. I don't know if that's going to be big enough for all the gum. Yeah, all the gum. <laughs> well, they don't have the gum anymore. No. <laughs> I miss those days. Okay, I'm aging myself. Those of you who collect cards now, uh, yeah, they used to have gum in the package uh-huh. <laughs> and it was all powdery and uh-huh. you have to blow all that dust off the cards <laughs> and you, yeah, if you bought 10 packs, you just have your mouth just full of gum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember those days. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, that's okay. And again, I'll, I'll date myself more. I was a big baseball collector when I was a kid, but that the internet didn't exist then. Right. So if you wanted cards to complete your collection, you had to keep buying mm-hmm. or wait for one of those card shows to come through, mm-hmm. which might have been twice a year. Right. Yeah. Ah. So that was, yeah. That's old school. So you'd buy 10 packs, 13, 14 packs, trying to get one card <laughs> and be like, no, no, no. Yeah. That, that was, that was a, that was a struggle. I don't need another Daryl strawberry <laughs> yes, card. Yes. It, it's some, you just get the <laughs> same ones over and over again. And then you're like... The fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, you know, yeah. How many rusty stalls can you have in a, you know, in in, in a deck? So, uh, so long. Okay, so let's get back to the story. <laughs> Sorry. So the donations kept arriving. Stacks of cards kept growing and growing. Just the other day, Sean Osterberg arrived at the fire station to boxes upon boxes of cards. Again, he now has a forty foot storage container that's full of cards. 
We've been blessed, he said. That's the girl's father. So Reese, the little girl, specifically wanted to pay it forward. Motivated by the outpouring of kindness coming her way, Reese and her family started a project called Cards from Reese. Hmm. She wants to send baseball cards to other kids who are going through a tough time, particularly kids in the hospital. In 2017, she battled out a heart condition and was hospitalized, another potentially traumatizing event she's trying to turn into good. Hmm. On her website, cardsfromreese.org, there's a page to request cards to be sent to kids fighting cancer. When I was in the hospital, people gave me things that made me happy, she said. So I want to give them things that make them happy. Hmm. So when you think about the statement from a nine-year-old, especially during a year that's been extra crummy to her and her family, mm-hmm. it's easier to find some good in the world. So great story. Again, this girl lost her collection, got 25000 to start with, but now has a whole yeah, thousand square or four forty foot storage container filled with baseball cards and now she wants to give them to other kids who are sick and in the hospital. That's great. So thanks for the follow up. Reese Osterberg, you are definitely our winner of the week. That's how winning is done. Yes it is. That is how winning is done. I like so, the follow ups. Back to it. So, so folks, we're going to talk to debate today about assertiveness, and and a lot of things might come to your mind when I say that. And and first, I want to make sure it's okay. Is it okay if we talk about assertiveness? So I'm doing that sarcastically because that's that's one of the things we're going to get into is is that if and I and, and let's just start out. Uh, and yeah. a lot of this, just before we get into it, a lot of this information is taken from the assertiveness workbook: how to express your ideas and stand up for yourself at work, and in relationships. I know it's a long title. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a great book that I, that I refer to a lot when working with clients. So let me, let me run some scenarios by you and see if you feel like this fits with you. When someone does something offensive or inconsiderate, and then you apologize, you say, I'm sorry. Right. Um, when asked what you prefer, you'll be the one who says, I don't mind or let everybody else decide. Yeah. Just kind of go go with the flow uh-huh. type deal. Yeah, go with the flow no matter what. Yeah. Never never getting exactly what you want because because you don't want to like have a conflict. You don't want to ruffle feathers or right. whatever. Step on toes. Are there times when your inner voice tells you that you should speak up but you just can't bring yourself to say anything because you don't want to cause trouble or conflict? Hmm. When you fail at something, you just accept that it just wasn't meant to be rather than learning from it and giving it another try. Huh. A lot of people will rationalize. They'll say, oh, well, it just wasn't meant. It's not meant for me. Because a lot of people will say that just about success in general. They'll mm-hmm. say, oh, yeah, yeah, these, some, some, some people are really successful. It just wasn't meant to be for me. You know? Um, eh, okay. If you have a really hard time saying no to anything anyone asks of you, even if it really puts you out or has a negative effect on you, mm-hmm. I, I call these people pleasers. And, and especially when I'm working with clients, I would say to them, you have to set boundaries because I know people that will drop everything if a friend calls and they'll be there in an instant to help them. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that in and of itself is a bad thing, mm-hmm. but let's say that you had something planned to do with your kids or your spouse 
and you had to cancel those plans right. because you felt like this friend needed you more. Hmm. It's you, a balance. You kind of weigh that. Yeah. It is, it's balance is probably a good word to, to, to do it. But, yeah. but if you often will say no to your own needs and put p- other people first, ah. that's a flag. Yeah. That's a warning flag. Uh, again, this next one keeps kind of follows in that vein. You'd rather keep others happy than risk inconveni- inconveniencing them or annoying them. Hmm. And that, and you believe your needs are less than theirs. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, this time, you know, th- this COVIDian timeline that they were in, a lot uh-huh. of people are, they're, they're trying to do the best they can to help one another. If someone needs yep. help, you know, they want to be there, but then they have to take that step back and remember that, that circle of exposure you know you have to try to limit that as much as possible so i i, I have I, this is a client from way back when of course i'm always careful because of privacy issues but in general this client would do everything for friends family as far as he was very good as far as uh projects and mm-hmm. and, and uh physical projects like electrical work or home improvement type things sure <laughs> to be honest his house was falling apart, Yeah, but he spent so much time doing everybody else's mm-hmm. that he sacrificed his own needs. Right. That's not healthy. No. Um, you don't speak directly. You beat around the bush. You're all about the, oh, right. Well, I suppose that could be true. Maybe this kind of all goes together. You hesitate when you talk, reluctant to get to the point or make anyone think that you're confident in your opinion. And, and and this goes back to my intro. When you start your sentences with phrases such as, would you mind if I, or if it's okay with you, it just shows that you're asking for the, the approval of others. Hmm. Um, if you have a lack of confidence in what you have to say, you speak quietly and often tail off towards the end of sentences. Ah, I have yeah. no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> But again, it's just that lack of confidence in what you're saying. Even if you know, if, even if something that you have to say is is uh, important or, or might be valuable, that's you where discount it. And that's where your spouse, when you're communicating with your spouse mm-hmm. or a friend or what have you, and you have some, you have something to say. You know, it, you make sure that they hear every word. Don't trail mm-hmm. off and start, and then they get yelled at for mumbling, right? Well, <laughs> and, and and honestly, this is something. And, and if my wife's listening, she'll probably <laughs> because I probably say to her, and I'm, I'm not kidding. Maybe. At least four or five times a week, I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't hear what you're saying. Right. And not right. because I'm trying to be a dick, no. but I, I just, I want to, I want to communicate. Yeah. And, 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 and she doesn't do it intentionally, mm-hmm. but she'll be talking and face the other way mm-hmm. and I won't be able to hear. Her. Ah. And I'll just say, oh, I'm sorry. Wait, wait for me to come in there. So I make sure I hear you. Right. Um, well done. Yes. Um, if you fall into relationships, Rather than actively deciding to be in them, and you let your partner dictate the speed at which things move. Hmm. So these these are all. If if any of those things that I just went through apply to you, you might you might be a passive person. Now I, I say that carefully because I think there's nothing wrong with being passive in general. the The issue the the problem arises when you're you're passive at your own expense. You don't. Get what you need hmm. from your from from either your family, your partner, other people, friends, even in a job. I, I'm sure that that anybody who's worked in corporate America, sometimes you got to push to get where you want to be. Kind sometimes of. you got to say, "Hey, I, you know, I'm worth. I want to raise because I'm worth this because mm-hmm. I do a good job." Right. Mo- I, I would dare to say most people wouldn't 
they don't want to have that conversation because they're not confident to do it. Mm-hmm. And they think, well, they're, I'm, they're just going to say no. <laughs> and they might. What's they, that's the worst thing they can say well, is no. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's the big thing. That's, that's the worst thing that could happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know what? That, and that you went, we're, uh, we're talking about learning from these types of things, mm-hmm. right? So if, if the answer is no, the question should be, why is it no? So you can dig a bit deeper and understand. Sure, because then you can find out, is there something wrong? That, is there something that you're not aware of right. that you could improve upon? And or learn from the reason why it's no is because of A, B, and C. So you work on A, B, and C and add D. Well, and I know a lot of people's fear is, well, if I ask for this, that they're going to think I'm asking for too much and I might get fired or something. Yeah, right. I get Clean out your desk. You're gone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real quick for you, Dave. Yes. Uh, Alan. Uh, oh, Alan's uh, checked in. Hey, he Alan's in. good to see you again. Um, Alan's a weekly listener. Yes. So I'm glad he checked in. Yes. Uh, so yeah. Thanks, Alan. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving also. Yep. As usual. The, the fuck are you doing? I know. You're listening to our podcast. Yeah. I know Alan was making tacos last week during our nutrition he was. episode. He yeah. was. Yeah. Hope those were good, Alan. <laughs> Hope Thanksgiving was good too, though. <laughs> so so these things apply. If these things apply to you, you, you can be passive. But if you're passive to a fault and you're not getting your own needs met, that then then you have to do something about that. So we're going to talk about how to be more assertive. Okay, go for it. So there, there are four styles, and and, I, and I'm going to back up a little bit and and talk about that the the four four categories that you could fall into. Passive people, passive people feel like they have no control over others, and because they give in to avoid conflict, they feel like they have no control over themselves. Aggressive people are the opposite. They know they have control over themselves, but they believe they should be able to control others. They typically do this through intimidation. In the short term, it often works. In the long term, people do their best to avoid aggressors. Yeah. Yeah. They take, they, they take the long way around. <laughs> yes. Or, or yes. Yeah. When when they see the aggressor coming, yeah. they're like, oh, uh, I, I don't want to deal with this guy or girl, right. whatever it is. Stage right. I'm done. Yep. Uh, the passive aggressive people. They have control over themselves. They want to control others, but they don't want to pay the price of direct contact or mm-hmm. confrontation. Got it. So they will do things in a passive way to <laughs> what's I'm trying to do a good word for it to, to affect the other person. Mm, okay. Negatively. Huh. Yes. So they play games. They're game players. They'll, they'll and passive aggressive. We all know that, that, you you do things that are aggressive, but not in a in a very sly way or in a very underhanded way. Mm-hmm. Um, and and for those of you who who have ever dealt with a passive aggressive person, that's probably the most frustrating one because it's it's just yeah. it's it's crappy. It really is. Mm-hmm. So so those are three, and then we fall to assertiveness, which is what we're covering today. Research shows that being assertive is that perfect Goldilocks balance of just right. And and actually, we talked about the Goldilocks principle way back when on one of our podcasts. I do remember. I, yep. And the Goldilocks principle is the principle that you want to you want to be something just right. And Matt used the term earlier, balance. You want to have the right balance, just the right balance of aggressiveness and pass- passiveness, passivity, mm-hmm. to to make you assertive. Okay. Hmm. So nobody ever tells you what assertive really means. And, and, and when I say assertive, most people think, oh, they think of that aggressive person that that's just going to bowl you over and just demand 
what they want. Mm-hmm. And it's not really. Assertive just is just about being direct. And, and we're going to talk about that in, in full here as we go on. So the book I referenced in the beginning where a lot of this information comes from, the author is Randy Patterson. He's a professor of psychology and psychiatry at the University of British Columbia. Mm-hmm. He said the, thief, the key thing to keep in mind is you are in charge of your behavior. Others are in charge of their behavior. And, and, and just think about that statement for a minute because I, I highlighted it because it's a really powerful one. You're only in charge of your own behavior. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is in charge of their own behavior. So when you try to change someone else's behavior – Unless they want that to change, it's probably not going to happen. Right. So spend your energy on yourself and changing your own behavior. And that includes being more assertive as far as what you need and want. Mm -hmm. So when we behave assertively, we're able to acknowledge our own thoughts and wishes honestly without the expectation of anything in return, even though that's what our goal is. That's not why we're doing it. We're doing it because we want or we need something. And if we can express that more directly and more forcefully without being over, mm-hmm. without being aggressive, then you're more likely to get what you want or what you need because you've made it clear. Mm-hmm. The definition of assertive is yes. you know having or showing a confident and forceful personality. Yep. You know? So really, this is just asking for what you need or what you want. And it doesn't mean it's always going to happen, but, but there's no guessing then. If you're in a relationship and, and you've never talked to your partner about what you want or need, well, then chances are you might not be getting it because <laughs> you haven't expressed it. Right. And this goes back to the, it's the whole joke in, if, in any relationship that, oh, you're supposed to be able to read my mind. <laughs> that doesn't happen. <laughs> You know, if I could, I, I oh no, it would be fa- it would be a fantastic power to have, uh, right? You know, I'd be, you know, it'd be great. You well, know, I'll shave my head and become uh, Professor X. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd be, uh, you know, I'd be very important. I'm very important. Uh, I have many leather bound books, and my apartment smells of rich mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> But you didn't know I was thinking that. <laughs> no, exactly. So, so, so being assertive means expressing what you need and what you want. Now, again, that always doesn't come out that way. But if you're expressing it, that, then you can't blame anybody else. Because honestly, this has probably happened to a lot of people before. They haven't asked for something. And then later on, they talk to a person or a boss or a family member. And they're like, well, why didn't you say anything? That's not a problem at all. And I'll, I'll use a raise for an example. If you go three or four years and you don't get a raise and you never ask for one, sometimes they're not just I, – I mean, in an ideal world, they should recognize performance and, and reward you for it. Absolutely. But, but that doesn't always happen. It doesn't. Sometimes it takes some assertiveness to say, hey, I'm worth more than what you're paying me. Mm-hmm. And, and oftentimes, people have done this. They've delayed it. And when they ask, their boss or their, their manager says – Oh, you know, you're right. You deserve this. Yeah. And you could have had it two years ago. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ah. I know. <laughs> I know. So the key word in all of this right now is choice. When you're being passive, you forget that you have a choice, but you always do. When you comply with just what everybody wants, that's a decision you're making. And when you comply all the time, you're, you're never going to get what you need or want. Hmm. 
So passive people think I have to do what they want. And that that's not true. The problem is passive people assume the consequences of saying no is going to be a problem somehow. Right. That if I say no to them, they won't be my friend. If I say no to my partner, um, we're going to have a fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I say no to my boss, I'm going to get fired. Right. And, and these are all relative examples. There are certain situations where, of course, you would say – at work, you're going to do what your manager wants most of the time because mm-hmm. that's what what your job is. It's a reasonable request, right? And, and saying the word no, and then having the confidence to back up why mm-hmm. the answer is no, yep. And then assert yourself into say, into the uh, equation, saying this is A, B, and C. The reason why I said no, yes. or you know what, not today, but I'll get to it. Yep. <laughs> and this is why. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so based on that, the barriers that prevent us from being more assertive mm-hmm. are in our own heads. It has nothing to do with our environment or other people. Mm-hmm. And the quote from, um, I forget his name real quick. The quote from Randy P- Patterson is, we willingly obey imaginary rules that dictate what we are and are not allowed to do. Mm-hmm. It feels tremendously liberating to realize that the arbitrary standards we set for ourselves are not carved in stone. They do not appear in the criminal code. <laughs> so, so that's the whole point of holding yourself to different standards or different values. And, and, and as he said, it's liberating to realize these standards are in your own head. Right. They're not set by anyone else. Correct. You're setting your own standards. Mm. Yeah. So, folks, we're going to continue on this. Uh, we're going to continue talking about assertiveness and how you can become more assertive. That will be next episode, Assertiveness Part 2. Awesome. So thanks for checking in, everyone. Stay with us. If you're on Facebook Live, we will be right back. For those of you listening, check into the next episode. In the meantime, change your thinking, change your life, laugh hard, run fast, be kind. I will see you next time.